Welcome to Top Jewish Moments. I am Ethan, a Jew. I am Josh, also a Jew. Who do you think is more of a Jew? I think it's you, but I think you think it's me. Um, no, I mean, I... It... It's me. I think it's... I think it's me. But it's also you. I mean, we're both, like, Jewy. Like... Do you, I don't think we're the same category... A lot of ways we're similar category of Jew, but I, I actually think that in the minutia, we're, we're different. Well, like, in the broad category, I'm more of, like, the, like, uh... Like, you know, uh... Food in the beard, a little, like, messy, you know, rumpled, uh... Corduroy jacket Jew. You're more like the, uh... The, cl- the feet... You know, uh, you're, you know, clean and like, uh, you know, like young Christian children think they can like push you and you'll like, and, and all you'll do is like call the cops. Yeah. You. Not, no offense. No, I mean, I do take offense because there is nothing positive about that description of my type of Jew. Well, but, I'm j- but, I, I, yeah, but I think but you're that... right. No, you're right. You, you know, certainly if, if you were wearing a collared shirt and you were Christian and you saw me, you would think it wouldn't take much to topple him over. Like, you get into the cl- you get into the uh, country club and then are, like, mocked. I'm, like, literally not let in the gate. Oh, so, like, I could go with a Christian friend to his Christian country yeah, club. Yeah, It would in. take them you're, 20 you're, you're, minutes you're too, to realize. Yeah, you're too Jewish, like, to actually, like, assimilate, but you're, like, you're very, uh... You know, you're a little taller, you're a yeah. little more trim, you're, like, you're... Your clothes aren't wrinkled. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're like, so like you're a different type. You know, you're more of a, uh, you know, I'm just more, I'm disheveled. I'm a disheveled and you're a. Uh, I could almost Christian passing Jew. Uh, yeah, but you're just a little too like Jewy to but, be a right. truly like Christian. You're, you know, you'd have to, you'd have to double take. I think. Yeah. I mean, you, we, you have the headgear, which like doesn't like, which is big. Yeah. That's a big, uh, that's a big. So, I mean, we're Jewish in different ways. I, I think that I would probably get like gun like I don't know I don't know we're in like we're both like killed in the first wave. Oh, definitely. Um, Neither of us. I might actually survive due to sh- my sheer cowardice uh, longer than you. I but, think I would. Uh, I think I would fight. I. But not I, well. Not well. Obviously, but I. I think that I would try to defend. My biggest fear is I'm the person in Schindler's List who's, like, sitting there as, like, they reload the malfunctioning gun and don't do anything. Uh, and just waiting to be shot. <laughs> you just don't... That's my think. biggest fear. Well, no, that's, like, my, like, you know, after becoming, like, a quadriplegic, that's my number one fear. When did you see uh, Schindler's List for the first time? Uh, I was young, I think. It was, uh... I was, I don't know, it was probably like 9 or 10, and it was on TV. That's very young. Yeah, it was young. It was, I was, a, it's a little too young to see it, honestly. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, I identified most with the coward. Even from a young age, I was like, I hope I'm not that coward. hmm Yeah. So, I, anyway. Be- I saw I saw it when I was 14 in an auditorium full of other 14-year-olds. And I, I gotta say that the emotional weight of that film doesn't land as well as, uh, Spielberg would have hoped in an auditorium full of 14-year-olds. Well, 14 is the worst age to see it. You want to see it like right, either right before puberty or well after puberty. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, I mean, this, uh, not to step on Seinfeld territory too much, but you know, you just want to, you want to see it in a very sober mindset. 
Do you think, um, I, I think that puberty would have been a little different if I had seen Schindler's List before puberty. I think I would have had, I would have approached it more cautiously if I had known like these are the types of things that exist in the world and I should be thankful that my body is going through natural changes. But because seeing it within puberty it just didn't register to me. Well, I well, the thing is I saw it before nine eleven. So like it, I, it was a pre nine eleven viewing mm. of Schindler's List, and so I don't. It's it's something I treasure. You know, no one will ever be able to. You'll never be able to have a pre nine eleven viewing of Schindler's List again. No. Um, so like literally the worst thing in the world that was happening was like, Pets dot com was like stock was collapsing, uh, which isn't that bad. So no. In the scheme of the world, wow, the world was so much better in like two thousand. Well. I think that we really covered that topic, and yeah, speaking of... Yeah, a little of, too much, well. Uh, yeah, but, but speaking of uh, important topics in Judaism, we of course are talking about top Jewish moments, and today we are talking about top Jewish moment number 1,235, uh, which I, I think is a, a reference to the subjects of this top Jewish moment. Uh, this top Jewish moment is... When Bob Dylan came back. Yes, uh, it was a big deal. In 1979, Bob Dylan converted to evangelical Christianity and released three Christian albums, which actually, you know, were pretty good. Like, uh, you know, the Slow Train Coming, uh, uh, Saved, and uh, showing the research I've done for this, I don't remember the third, but uh, they're all pretty good. I mean, Slow Train Coming is the best of them. But let me just give a little background. So... Traditionally, in uh, the American British music scene, uh, you know Jews were often casted in the middleman position, as per usual. Uh, they, you know, Alan Klein was the off-maligned for, uh, manager of the Beatles and Rolling Stones. Brian Epstein was a music manager of the Beatles. There's a there's a scene where uh, there's a rehearsal tape that was released where John Lennon is uh, uh, doing a baby. Uh, Baby, you're a rich man. Uh, he was recording it saying, like, to Brian Epstein, Baby, you're a rich gay Jew. And he did not use the word gay. So they were there, they were, there was a, a pretty low grade to mid grade anti Semitism throughout uh, music. You know, the Chess uh, Brothers uh, with Chess Records and then accusations of uh, Jews appropriating, you know, making money off of. Um, you know, say black music, as opposed to like all white people who were like making money off it. So there was this low grade anti semitism, and then you have Bob Dylan, this Jew from the Midwest, and you're a Midwestern Jew, so you can appreciate this. I am. Uh, although you're from a Jewy suburb, so it's not like a true, you, you know. Okay, thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. So he grew up in the Midwest, not in, a, uh, in Minnesota, not in the Jewiest part of town. Uh, and, you know, he had this kind of, like, folksy Judaism, this kind of folksy approach to, you know, his his art. And he kind of was this really authentic voice in the 60s. And while it wasn't explicitly Jewish, people knew he was Jewish. And I think, I think Jews were particularly proud that there was this serious artist, you know, this, you know, he wasn't about the money. He wasn't about, you know, he wasn't a middleman. He was this true you know, uh, trailblazing original figure, one of the one of the most important cultural figures of the '60s and '70s, and and then he converted to Christianity. The ultimate, a very, I don't know, is it the ultimate like hipster move? Is it like I'm not getting a bar mitzvah, mom? I'm 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 getting a confirmation. 
Like, I can't imagine. It's just, I can't imagine what it felt like for, if you were, like, a Jewish fan of Dylan, for him to convert. I mean, it's, 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 it would be like if, like, in, in The Last Jedi, it, it ends with just, it actually ends with, like, Luke joining the dark side or something. It was, it was just like uh-huh. a, I, I can't imagine, like, a bigger betrayal yeah, because because I would say the the modern day Jew the the move the anticipated hipster move is I am atheist I'm a Buddhist I I like Sam Harris th- that kind of a move it's kind of to distance yourself from religion altogether and Bob Dylan just swam to the deep end of religion. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and, and there is something, I think, like, from a Jewish perspective, there's something very dark. Like, when any Jew finds out, some, like, someone is a Christian who used to be a Jew, there's always like a, oh, man, what happened there? Yeah, like, how did we lose one? How did we, how did not one Not just lose off? one, but, like, there have, there's, you like, in my mind, at least, and in a lot of Jews' minds, there's something, something really, like, oh, man, that got hit. Like, there's, like, beyond rock bottom... There's rock bottom, people find religion. And then there's like below rock bottom, there's a second rock bottom where Jews find Christianity. Like, you know William Barr is a is a is a Jew who converted to Christianity. No, really? Yes, yes. I'm, we're not supposed to tell people. How that, many but. how many Jews are in the Trump does Trump know how many Jews are in the Trump administration? He can't. Uh, he's, but yes, he's a Jew counter. He's definitely a Jew counter. Uh Bannon introduced Jew counting to, to him. Uh, <laughs> Bannon is, is a, one of the great Jew counters, uh, and Trump. Uh, uh, Bannon, yeah. Bannon went pro on Jew counting for sure. Oh, he's a great Jew counter. You want to count Jews in a room? It's one of his abilities. He can count like up oh, eighteen Jews in a room. He he can just see a room. He knows. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's Trump's a good Jew counter. Barr's a Jew uh, convert. Um, the, the right wing uh, Jay Seculo. He's a right. Uh, he was the guy who. Or defended uh, Trump in the yeah, impeachment he's got, hearing. He's got the schnoz. That's that's not hard. Yes, but he's a Jew converted to Christianity. Like oh, any I, Jew, man. Yes, he's a convert. So all these uh, Robert Novak, the old, uh, you know, the old conservative columnist, was a Jew to convert to Catholicism. Do you think that Trump considers someone like Barr a Jew because he's left Judaism? I have no doubt that Steve Bannon, if you've ever looked at a Hebrew letter, you are a Jew to Steve Bannon. He knows. Well, I think that on certain days, like when Barr does what he wants, he's like, that's my boy Barr. And then like when Barr isn't acting for Trump, which is almost never, but if he wasn't, he'd probably in his mind be like, Barr's, he's he's Jewing it. He's being a Jew. Mm, so if, if you show any type of disloyalty, that's when... Yes, you become a Jew. Yes. I think we should stick to Bob Dylan for now. We're getting, we're straying. We're straying. When did you first hear Bob Dylan? Did it like as a Jewish person, and you were talking like, you know, the original albums, right? Like the the first songs. I I would imagine like, there's, there is, I would say there's still a sense of pride. I'm still proud to listen to those songs and see 18 year olds with Bob Dylan posters and think like, there's more pride in, I have way more pride in Bob Dylan being Jewish than like Neil Diamond being Jewish. And that's what I'm trying to get at. Whereas Neil Diamond is this purveyor of like seventies pop mediocrity. Mm -hmm. Um, Dylan was this true artist, you know, Dylan was Picasso 
and uh, you know Neil Diamond and Billy Joel were like uh, you know like you know very talented you know uh, you know abstract like not abstract just like you know general I don't know street artists I don't know something lower than Picasso like Hall- Hallmark card yeah something painters. something more popular but um, ultimately less influential and less important so like for him to convert it was just such a like there's some it definitely I can't imagine the how bereft I I would have felt of being like wow like we lost someone you know this is like hopefully it's like a and he released three Christian albums he really embraced yeah, the, the evangelical third, spirit the third one by the way is called Shot of Love Shot of Love Shot of Love which I got I'm not gonna lie I I listened to it in preparation for this and some of the really Christiany songs like Property of Jesus like, that's a banger. I was, yeah, there's some really good... I was, like, really the, feeling... And I, I think that, actually, as a Jew, I was told about this very dark period in Bob Dylan's life as though it was a dark period. And, like, don't really listen to it. You don't need to. And and I'll admit this was probably one of the first or, you know, certainly one of the first five times I've ever listened to these songs when you're going through the, the Dylan anthology. And there's some great songs in here. Well, that's the thing. It did revitalize him in a way because what what probably happened is he wasn't, you know, he was living a fairly hedonistic, you know, non-religious lifestyle and all of a sudden he had a crisis and he was, he wasn't surrounded by Jews and he probably was like, you know, let me try out Christianity for a bit. So, so I actually, we have some research on this um, from an article that I found from The Independent. Ian Bell in his biography, The Lives of Bob Dylan, recounts that though there had been some religious and biblical imagery in Dylan's lyrics of the 60s and early mid-70s, it was in 1978 that the artist found God, and it happened in a Tucson hotel room. Certainly, Dylan had gone on record saying that in late 1978, he sensed a presence in the room that couldn't have been anybody but Jesus, and he even felt a hand placed upon him. Jesus put his hand on me, he went on. It was a physical thing. I felt it. I felt it all over me. I felt it. I felt my whole body tremble. The glory of the Lord knocked me down and picked me up. I Which, mean, okay, so I mean, that's probably bullshit. Like, he's probably just saying that. Like, I mean, he's probably just saying that, like, post, you know, like, a like, post facto, you know. So, like, I just, you know, it's nice. It's poetic. It's very Dylan-esque. But, like, I mean, I probably, he probably, he just was like, ah, I'll be Christian. Like, that's what he did. I don't know. I don't think that you're giving enough credit to what happens in Tucson and the, the power that could happen in, in Arizona. I think that a lot of Jews move to Arizona. Certainly this could be why. I mean, could be his, could be golf. He could have gotten into golfing and had a conversion on the golf course. I'm like, well, it it happened in this hotel room, but maybe he had a great day on the course. Like he, he really shot you. He's, he was typically, uh, you know, hitting in the high 90s, and one day he hits 84 and goes, how did this happen? And he gets there, and God puts his hand on his, you know, golfing glove hand on his left hand, and, and there we there we go, three albums later. Or he had to convert to get into this club he liked, and he just concocted the story as, as the real reason. Uh, so he saw a, a club, he saw a club that he wanted to play at, couldn't yeah. get in, really wanted to play the club and they said i know that it, it's like that scene yeah. from green book uh yes. which i've only seen that scene from green book because it popped up in like the youtube autoplay sure okay yeah yeah oh yeah um, uh, i sure, i don't know obviously. really what else he there. probably was like well catholicism would take like 
I guess, like, a month to convert. Like, evangelicals literally, like, oh, I'm Christian now. Like, it's so oh, easy. That's a that's a really good point, that it doesn't it's like, take on, anything to convert. Is there a puddle mm. I can put some water in? Oh, I'm Christian now. Right. It's, you know, it's so easy. There's nothing. You just have to say it. But Dylan being Dylan, so he did it. He played golf, and he's like, you know what? You know, I'm feeling something. I might stick with this. And he stuck with it for a couple years. And yeah, he was inspired. Yeah, and he came up with some good albums, and and it, and he got his, you know, the creative juices flowing, and and you know, for him, it was worth it. And which ultimately, not you know, in some could view as a very Jewish Christian Christian conversion. He used Christianity to uh, in a very uh, commercial way, perhaps. Which is not very Christian. Or is the ultimate expression of Christianity. Or is the ultimate expression of Judaism. Yes, which Christianity springs from, obviously. Mm. So Interesting. So, I just, I don't, I don't know. The music was good. I'll, I'll be, do you still listen to, like, new Bob Dylan? When was the, the last Bob Dylan record that you really enjoyed that came out? I mean, I... I mean, he has like he has like a record that came out like a couple weeks ago. I know I haven't listened. I haven't listened to it, but I mean, he's someone who like he's li- he's living too long. Like for as an artist, like imagine he had died in like nineteen like eighty. Can you imagine after these like, after how... these three albums, and then he was gone? Well, then if no, he, he if he, he died after these three albums, back. every Jew would say, "See." Well, no, if he had died while he was still a Christian, would he be a Christian artist today? Yes, he would be more. Yeah. He would be more beloved by Chris. Yes, and now, but thank God, he was able to convert back. And you know, he converted back, and I'm sure he does. You know, he does Passover with his like, with his son who directed How High. He 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 converted back in this like he goes to a grandson's bar mitzvah, and Jews sort of claim that he came back, or he like hung out with some Hasidics. And Jews said, there it is. He's back. We knew the whole time. I don't... What qualify... Is 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 qualifying here just, I'm no longer an evangelical Christian? Is that all he needed? Um, yeah, I think... Well, he committed to it for, like, several years. I think he was a, a Christian for, like, two or three years. And that's enough time to be, like, to say that you, you did it. Like, yeah, he it really did it. That counts. Yeah, that counts. It's not like a bullshit conversion. No. So, like, he, you know, he tried it out, and then he went back. And this is, we have to get into what makes us a top Jewish moment. Yes. So, so this was all a precursor. Is yes. That then, Bob Dylan decided to come back to Judaism. Yeah, and Jews don't usually come back. Once they're gone, they're they gone. are gone. Yeah, it's, it's over. It's over. We've and we don't, them. we usually don't want them back. We usually don't want them back. You know, if they're the kind of Jew to go, but you know, Dylan's an exception. We'll, we'll we'll make an exception. You know, but I think the reason it's a top Jewish moment is because it feels good that he's a Jew and he didn't stick with Christianity because then he would have left a bitter taste in her mouth if we lost. Like imagine Spielberg converted. Yeah, that'd be really. Although, tough. I mean, Judaism was never as center a part of as as Dylan's life as Spielberg, but he's still an important Jew. Like probably the most important Jew in, like, film. So, like, and Dylan was the most important Jew in music. So if you, when you lose that, that figure, it, it's just, it's painful. So for him coming back, it was just this relief. Like, yeah. it would be tough. It would be tough. You know, imagine on this, on, 
on the schoolyard as a kid. They're pushing you down. It's like, we have Dylan. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, doubt, I doubt that ever happened, but it might have happened once. I, you think, know, it's like, I think that there is one Jewish kid at least that got beat up over Bob Dylan yeah, converting. Yeah, and, in, and, in 1980, yeah. He's like, hey, we got Dylan. What do you got? Fucking Billy Joel? Yeah, and I think probably a few years later, that same kid who got pushed down... Uh, Fired know, that guy yeah, at Goldman Sachs. audited him. I don't know. Yeah. Closed his small business. Didn't give him a yes. loan. Something. Yes, we got him back. Bob, Bob Dylan is an exception to every rule. Yeah, that's that's where that's why it makes this such a top Jewish moment. It was an exception, his career where he was. It was an exception how he converted, and it was an exception that he came back. He he breaks all those rules. No other Jew could do that. No, but which is why it's so important for that we got him back. Yeah, because if we didn't have him, it would just it would be it would be kind of a rejection like of like secular Judaism in a way. Yeah. Like, like that, like the only path forward as a Jew would be, I guess I have to wear a yarmulke, but Dylan came back and so I can take the yarmulke off and still be Jewish. Yeah, every, every Jewish person today really should be thanking him for that moment. Yeah. If you're, if you're a Jew in passing, if you, if you go up to temple only on high holidays and that's it, you have Bob Dylan to thank for that. Yeah. I mean... Here's another question: Did he? Did it affect? Did he? Did it affect Israel? Him coming back? I think it. I think it bought Israel a few more years. Yeah, it's got a couple more years. It's got, got got probably like ten more years than it than it typically would have gotten. So I guess I, I I turn this over to you. Have you ever wanted to convert? And if you had to convert, what would you convert to? Ooh, that's tough. And, I mean, and I'll say this. Wor- I'll say this. You are also allowed to come back. You're allowed to do a three-year field trip, but you really have to dive in, right? You probably have well, to make an college, album. You have to do some writing. You're well, in college. My freshman year at Wisconsin, I encountered some fairly some like low-grade anti-Semitism uh, that today would be like high-grade, considering what it was. And I like there was a couple times like I like I kind of said I was like Methodist. Mm. I don't really know much about it, but, like, people just, like, took me at my word. Uh, so, like, there was, like, I, I pretended to be Christian for a bit. How did it feel? Um, felt, felt good, honestly. Like, when someone, like, when, like, that's the thing. When you're Jewy and someone thinks doesn't, like, and thinks you're Christian. Well, actually, that goes, when I was a freshman, I joined a Bible study group. I don't know if you know no, this. No, how'd it go? Well, so, my freshman year, I, my roommate was, uh, we get into the dorm uh, he's already bunked, and the only thing uh, that is in the room is a, a scripture on the wall, a poster of like scripture, and a framed picture of George W. Bush giving a speech behind him uh, in front of an American flag. And me and my dad is like, oh, welcome to Wisconsin, buddy. <laughs> and, uh, and he turned out to be a cool kid, but he held, he was Catholic, but he held a Protestant Bible study in, in our dorm room, and I remember the guy who led it was this older guy, and he, and he asked where I was from. I said, New York. And he's like, a lot of souls need saving there. And I'm like, that's my cue to leave. <laughs> so I went to another friend I had made. He wasn't there, but uh, his dorm was also holding a Bible study, and this was a Catholic Bible study. So I said, you know, when in Rome. So I started joining. I went to the Bible study every week, and I was known as the Jew in the Bible study. 
And, you know, I would make a couple jokes. There was a, it had still had Pope John Paul on it. It didn't have, at the time, Benedict was the, uh, was the uh, thing. So, I, you know, I said, you got to update your, uh, got to update your uh, Bibles. And they're like, hey, you want to buy new ones? I'm like, oh, the Jews got to buy you stuff. So I would make jokes like that. It would yeah. be funny. And then one time they were doing the cross. And so I did a, uh, I did what was called, I did a, like a, a weird cross. I did. Like I, a I six, my like, head. A, like a Jewish touched, star cross? Well, I called it the Jewish cross. Yeah. I touched my head and I said, I touched my head. And they're like, what are you doing? I said, the Jewish cross. So I touched my head. I'm like, this is the patriarch. You know, he's got the, you know, he earns the money. He earns the money. He's got the job. I touched my chest. That's the matriarch. She cooks the babka. And then I touched the back of the head. And I said, that's the doctor. And then the uh, back of the back, the top of the back. And I said, uh, and the lawyer. Um, <laughs> and they took, the, and, and I, I just did this in jest. I thought it was some preposterous thing. Whatever. I stopped going. To, I do a couple more weeks of it and, and I stopped going. The next semester, I run into someone from the Bible study and they're like, Josh. So I was talking to Amy, the girl who ran the Bible study. She was at a Bible study conference and she was saying, Oh, we have a Jewish student in our, we have a Jewish uh, student in our Bible study. And he showed me, no. And I'm like, no. And, and, and he's like, yes, he showed us the Jewish cross. And she showed the Jewish cross <laughs> to this entire Bible study conference. And I cannot imagine how embarrassed she was. And I cannot imagine how many anti-Semites I created <laughs> that day. Uh, I just feel, unless, so, I felt so bad. Unless... They heard it, and they all went, "Wow, that's that's something I didn't know." And there is this whole group, this whole movement of Midwestern Catholics that now think that Jews do a cross to honor doctors and lawyers. Yes, I hope. I hope. I hope so. I really hope so for Amy's sake. She was a nice girl. I I really should have. I, I there were a lot of times like that's the thing and the, there were just all those moments would have been much scarier if Bob Dylan had not returned to Judaism. I, I don't I think that this conversation has really made me more thankful for his return to real to realize how as a non-practicing Jew how influential that return was to me. Because where would I be if he hadn't returned? I think that I would have I would have either had to really dive into Judaism like yeah. you said, well, I mean, or, or I think that I would have caused some shit and probably gotten killed in college. And well, it, it just would have been such a blow to secular Judaism. Like, yeah. is there something wrong with with us? Like, we lost Dylan. Right. We lost Bob Dylan. He didn't come is back, but he came food? back. Is it the music? Is it the the, the style he, of parenting? Like, what yeah. is it? Yeah, but he came back and it validated. Ever since, yeah, it, vali- it validated. And everything. everyone, and ever since, everyone's loved Israel and loved Jews. So <laughs> the end. The end. My, my last question. My last question to you is: Speaking of conversion, if you had to name one person to to again give give uh, secular Judaism just a, a little more runway, if you could name one person who you wish would convert to Judaism, who would it be? I'll, I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay. I, okay. I would love if uh, Sasha and Malia Obama converted to Judaism. I think that that would be a huge win for all of us, for, for the religion. And, and especially with Barack and Michelle's blessing. I mean, that would be big. 
But then why are you thinking so small? Why not Obama himself? I don't think he's going to convert. I don't think that he would he would do that. I mean, he could. Imagine, like, he gets caught cheating. Michelle divorces him. He's kind of lost for a couple of years. Trump wins a second term. I, he's like, nothing yes. matters. Obamacare's repealed. Obama, he's like, he would convert if all those bad things happened. But I don't wish those bad things to happen. I think that the world can... I think Joe Biden can win the election... And Sasha and Malia can convert to Judaism. But I don't think that Barack converts without just a, a, a list of terrible I mean, things. No, the biggest conversion would be like the Pope. Imagine the Pope just converted. That would be such a big win. Does he even have to fully convert or just sort of like give like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge to the Jews? That's a good you question. Know, maybe just eat matzah a little more often. Um, I, I, I want a full convert, but he's, he already wears the, the, the cap. He can just replace it with a yarmulke. Yeah. Um, other than that, I don't know. I would have liked if James Gandolfini had converted. Mm, that would have real. That would have been good. How, you, you'd have to look at the Sopranos differently if you knew the whole yeah. time that that guy had it in him to become was, a Jew. Maybe not James Gandolfini, yeah. but just Tony Soprano. Or Tony Sirico, Polly Walnuts, mm. if he converted to Judaism, is like, that'd be good. That'd be okay, great. So, so you're saying the cast of The Sopranos. If it's, it's not, if it's not the, the Pope, it's the cast of The Sopranos. Yes. Okay. I think Edie Falco would make a good Jew. Yeah. I mean, there's always a, there's a fine line between like the working class Jewish Italian housewife. Yeah. Well, this has been a really good conversation. Josh, I feel I yes. feel like we really um, we discussed top Jewish moment number one thousand two hundred thirty five. We understood how important Bob Dylan is to secular Judaism. How in danger our lives would be if he did not return. And I think I've been inspired to convert back to Judaism. Long story, I don't want to talk about. Wow, that is that's some breaking news on top Jewish moments. Yeah, but you know we're out of time. Yeah. And I've uh, got to wrap up. wrap up. Okay. Well, this has been a blast. We will go to commercial break now.